Welcome back to Other People's Lives. Me and Greg are back. It's a Tuesday night, working the night shift tonight. Always. Just getting a couple episodes in, you know what I mean? The grind. The grind. Someone's got to do it. Someone has to. And you it's know us. what I mean? So it's got to be us. Um, but yeah. How's you, how was your uh, week? I haven't seen you in a while. Oh, wow. This is new. What? That I'm asking how you were doing? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't mean this is just new for the show. I mean, this is new. I don't think you've ever asked me how I'm doing. Ever. So well, we're getting deep on this episode, aren't we? I'm doing okay. It's, it's a little uh, late in the night. It's only 10.15. I can't believe you're all getting all uh, sentimental on me in here. It's just no one ever asked me that. So how was it? How, how was it? How was your week? Well, there's only been one day so far. My week has been good. I meant since the last time I saw you. It's been good. All right, good. How about you? <laughs> it's been good. Nice. Why so weird? I don't know, but I like this. We're just we're <laughs> easing into the the new introduction. So yeah, th- okay. thanks for asking. I'm already sick of it. I'm sorry I asked you. <laughs> anyway, guys, we got our uh, Instagram back. We were we were deactivated for a little bit. Instagram yeah, was not our friend. That was fun. We uh, fought we fought the man though. Yeah, we had to because we we put up the snippets from the gay escort um, episode and they flagged us deactivated the account and it didn't it ceased to exist my theory is they thought i don't know how this works but that we were like they just thought we were like making bashing gay escorts on our own time and putting up videos about it for some reason yeah it was very strange because they were taking down our stories as well but yeah but we got that back so go follow us at opl podcast on instagram um we throw some snippets up there from every episode and also just like a segment after the fact where we kind of sort of review like a one minute review of how the episode went and whatnot so definitely go follow us at opl podcast yeah and uh some exciting news on the patreon so we have the patreon it's a uh, patreon.com slash opl show so as you guys know we put up a bunch of bonus episodes uh we do different things there we answer listener questions uh, but right now we actually have something brand new where if you sign up to be a patron for $1, we have a chat uh, where all the patrons and me and Joe are in. And right now, our guest from last week, uh, I have multiple personality disorder, is in that chat and he's going to be answering all your questions. So I know that episode, we were kind of rapid fire with the questions, asking him everything we could think of. Uh, you guys sent us a bunch of you know cool questions that you wish we asked. And uh, now you guys get a chance to ask that guest directly. So you just go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash OPL show. It just costs a dollar to become a patron and join that chat. And you can uh, talk to that guest. Yeah. Ask him anything you want. Oh, yeah. I actually have some questions that I want to ask him, too. Yeah, we're probably we're going to be in there for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Asking I feel like that whole episode, too. We're like, all right, we're going to wrap this up. Wait, hold on. And we, yeah. we just went for another 10 minutes. Um, but yeah. So we have that all set up. But anyway, today we have a very interesting episode. Uh, Greg, you have the email in front of you, so you can tell people what the what do we got going on. Yeah, uh, not sure how to preface this one. We're talking to a a human puppy. A, a human who acts like a puppy. Yeah, and, and the subject of the email we received is, I am a human pup, so I didn't make up that term. Yeah, no, that is, that is a real thing. So this is someone who's... I guess fascination slash kink slash fetish is to act and be treated like a dog, acting as if they were biologically a dog. So they have a handler, they are on a leash, they are being a dog. Do they shit in the house? And like, is there like a? Because um, listen, I have a I have a puppy. And yeah. The first like few weeks of having him, mayhem. 
Guy was shitting on the ground. I had to clean it up. I cleaned up so much piss. Does this guy piss it on the ground? I, I don't have the answer for you, but that's I mean, definitely going to be a question. It's going to be one of my questions. I, I guess anything that a, a puppy is capable of doing, it seems like this person would act that out. Right. So is this classified? So this isn't necessarily a sexual thing. Sort of like in the past, we have some people with some kinks that during sex they act a certain way this is more so this is part of my personality so i'm actually not 100 percent sure on that i think this person i don't want to give too much away in the email not that there's you know we don't have too many details here but i think there's a sexual sexual aspect to it but i don't think all people in the pup community or mm-hmm. the, I guess it's called pet play or pup play right. community. This this is a thing. It's not just this one person. Uh, I think sometimes there's a sexual aspect. Sometimes there's not. Um, so I believe it might be for this person. All right. Well, before we give anything else away, I think we should give him a call. What we have so far is that there is a person here who likes to act like a puppy in their downtime. Or maybe all the time. I mean, I, I mean, I can't imagine. I assume downtime. But yeah, yeah. Who knows? All who great knows? questions to ask. Yeah. Before we give them a call, let's get to our first sponsor. Our first one we have here is Postmates. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's basically like having a personal delivery person uh, for like anything. You want groceries, you want food, or just random items. I know for me, I've used Postmates for years now, and you know, I've gotten ice cream i got an xbox headset once because it broke and i was on call of duty with some friends i was like yo i need to get this headset so at the most random times at too. the most random time and i was and i and some guy went to gamestop for me got a headset and then delivered it to my house um so yeah it's like your personal food delivery grocery delivery or whatever you can think of delivery service all year round uh, you don't have to go to the store you don't even have to know where the store is because they have it on the app you could just check it out and they will deliver anything to you um, you can download the app for iOS or Android for free and browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery. You can even see like when the car, like where the car is in real time. It's also available 24 hours a day. Yeah. 365 days a year. So they've got you covered. They'll bring you what you need within the hour. Anytime you need it. Yeah. I got mine in like, like 30 minutes. Like it was really fast. Um, anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the, uh, the largest on-demand network in the known universe with more than 25,000 partner merchants. Crazy. Um, and for a li- limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app right now and use the code, the code LIVES. That's the code lives for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. You can get anything you need, anytime you need it. Just download the Postmates app and save with the code LIVES. Hello? Hey, how's it going? You got Greg and Joe here. Oh, hey there. How's it going, man? Uh, So first and foremost, can you kind of just clarify, you know, because we read your email and we kind of let people know that, you know, you are what you call a human pup. Can you kind of just explain what that means? Yeah. So basically what uh, a human pup is, it's um, someone who is into animal role play. And that 
would include like pony play and kitten play but for me i identify with the pup side so basically i will mimic uh what a normal dog would do what a normal puppy would do so i bark i wag like my tail um I disobey orders and pretty much anything like a normal dog would do. That's kind of like what I would do in a certain scene if I'm with someone. Okay. So I guess pretty straightforward in the sense that you are essentially acting like a puppy, but yeah. (laughs) So you mentioned like in a scene. So I guess walk us through, you know, is, is this a community when does this take place? How does this get place? Uh, how does it take place? And, and when do you even get involved in this? Um, so it is a community. There's uh, pups all over the world. I have pup friends from Australia to Brazil to Mexico. So it's a wide, wide community. Um, so basically what it's seen is it's, kind of like when two people get together they someone's going to be the handler and someone's going to be a pup so i would get together with someone and they would be a handler and i would be the pup and uh we would kind of do what a normal i guess owner and dog would do so like play fetch kind of um there would be training involved and uh, it's pretty much just about having fun and like letting yourself go for a little bit. At least for me, that's that's what it's about. So, how do you like get into character? Like, is there a certain sort of thing that you wear? Is there a costume? Is there collars, leashes, stuff like that? Yeah. So there's um, a whole bunch of different gear that pups can wear so for me it really depends on where i'm going if i'm going to like a club um i'm not obviously gonna like wear something too like uh not something like too like crazy um so i usually just wear like maybe a cute pair of briefs and maybe a mesh shirt and then a harness on top of the mesh shirt um and then obviously protection for the hands and knees since I am going to be down on all fours. Um, that's like the biggest thing. I was going to ask that. So you are like, like you mentioned playing fetch with a handler, like you are running around on all fours, completely mimicking the way a dog would do it. Yeah. So it's very, um, physically like you need to, really put your body through a lot, especially if you're down on the ground for one to two hours. The longest that I've really been in like a pup headspace is about four hours. So you think about how much stress you're putting on like your knuckles and your knees and even your toes. It's You need the proper protection for at those parts of your body. Um, That's got to be a crazy that, workout too. It it can be intense, and that's why, like, it's always good to, like, take a break from it and just kind of, like, sit on the side and just drink water and just, like, re-energize because it does take so much energy, and it 
it's if it's in a club it's gonna be hot it's gonna be like it's gonna be sweaty so definitely like that's the main thing is to always just know like how to be safe when you're going about it so when you say a club do you mean just like a random like club or is this like a club that there's all this going on so there are certain gay bars and leather bars that do have events for pups um sometimes i will just go to like a random gay bar usually it's a gay bar um and i'll just wear my like pup hood or my pup mask and maybe a collar and but usually yeah i I go to specific events for pup nights and to meet other pups in the scene so it's not really like a giant like crazy wild dj booth kind of club it's usually like a, a leather bar a lot of like older gay men and then us pups so this is obviously you know you're you're not the only one doing this there there's a community around this uh or or places to go that kind of like host these nights like you said so how did you even i guess discover this how did you first get into it so i don't want to make this like an all-night story so the first time i ever kind of discovered pup play was back on myspace actually and i was about like 13 14 somewhere around there and i just randomly found this myspace profile and i was like weirdly drawn to it this guy was kind of dressed as a dog and i was like wow this is like really kind of interesting and fast forward to the rise of tumblr and i was now like headfirst into like another kink scene that i'm i'm a part of and i started noticing that this scene was kind of incorporating the pup scene and i was like hmm this is really like this is interesting and i want to go look at this again so through tumblr i kind of got kind of just fell headfirst into it more in depth and um so that was like maybe five five years ago now so probably fairly still like new if you if you want to be technical but yeah five years ago i kind of just went head first into the world of the pup play scene so is the first step creating a character or, or how does it work like you mentioned before in a pup headspace what does that mean exactly so that's the headspace that i use to kind of get into my pup mode um it's really just kind of like coming an example of it would be coming home after a stressful day of work and just really not feeling like dealing with like the stresses of outside the outside world so i would put on a collar and then i would probably put on my knee pads and um maybe just get into like a jock strap and then maybe put on my tail and then finally just get in put on the the mask that i have and then 
get on all fours and just kind of forget everything that just happened within the day and just be in that moment as a pop. And so it's kind of like a state of mind. You really have to just flip off that, like, I had a shitty day at work. I had, like, my girlfriend's, like, fighting with me. My boyfriend's fighting with me. Whatever. You shut that off and you just go like into this different headspace and that's kind of like what pup space is it's a that pup space is a headspace got it so so when you started that you were doing it on your own like this was you like some people come home from work they have a shitty day and they have a beer or like watch american idol or whatever people do and you would get home be alone and put essentially put on this costume and get into that pup headspace yeah, I mean, I would get home and be like, do I want to do this today? And then I'd think about how the day went. And then I, yeah, I just put on every all my gear and just get into headspace alone. And I still do that to this day. I still, maybe I don't go full on puppy mode, but if I'm wearing my gear, I just feel like, I think 10 times better. I just forget about a lot of the, the issues that are going on in life. So you mentioned handlers. Like, do you have a specific one person who is considered your handler or does that change every time you go out? So for me, I am what they call an uncollared or stray pup. So right now I don't have a handler. I had a handler um, back in the day but that relationship didn't really last. Um, But from the past relationship, I only tend to stick with one handler. Um, There are handlers out there that have one dog. There are handlers out there that have multiple dogs or multiple pups. And it's really kind of how the handler seems fit. If they want more pups or if, they just want one pup and it's not always like boyfriend girlfriend or boyfriend boyfriend these people can be like best friends and that's all they are outside of the pup space so it's it varies for me i personally would rather have a romantic relationship out of my pup space with the same person if that made any sense yeah, no, that that definitely makes sense. So there is like a kind of kink sexual aspect to it. I guess not everyone, it seems like you're saying, but in your case, you do look for that when you, uh, I guess, have a handler. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, well, so yeah, I mean, I do like to have like a sexual aspect to it. Um, that's not always the case. Sometimes I don't. So it like varies on how I'm feeling and how the person I'm with them is feeling. Um, it doesn't always have to be sexual. I know other pups that don't make pup play sexual and um, they don't ever want anything sexual to happen when in pup space. For me, I go with the flow. I, think about it i really honestly if i'm not into it i 
we'll just kind of let the person know ahead of time, like, hey, I'm not going to, like, take this any further than just kind of a modest little pup session. All right. But, so I'm, I'm curious in, like, I guess the physicality of it and, like, how detailed it gets. So, like, Joe has a dog, Charlie, mm-hmm. adorable. Actually, now that I think about it, Charlie is huge and, like, it's like looks like a, a human yeah, yeah. is in a costume, which is... <laughs> insane how big he is now that i think about it but so like i you know if i come over to joe's place and charlie's there you know i know he's gonna like greet me he's gonna jump around bark he's gonna bark he's peed on my shoe before actually which i was pretty upset about i think you owe me some money from that (laughs) absolutely uh (laughs) but like just knowing okay i'm gonna come and and this dog is gonna go through these motions for the most part it's you know, things that I can kind of predict. So in your case, when you're in this headspace, I guess, how detailed are you getting? Or like compared to the things that I just said this dog would do, how much of that are you doing? How how far does it go? How much do you mimic, you know, things? I, I guess as much as do you pee on the floor, or, you know, things like that. Um, so I don't pee on the floor, um, but I do take it to a level that it's somewhat I don't want to say believable because obviously it's not but I do take it to maybe like on a scale of 1 to 10 a 5 so if I'm really in like full on like I've totally jumped back into the depths of like pup headspace I'll take it to maybe an 8 or a 9 um it really, again, it depends on what I'm feeling that day. Because at the end of the day, I'm still a normal human. I'm just acting as a dog. So it also depends on where I am. So again, if I'm at a club um, with other pups, I'm going to take it to like an eight because I want to match that energy. But if I'm at, let's say, a gay pride parade, I'm not going to take it all the way to an eight. I'm going to take it to maybe just a two. So mm. I'm, I'll be walking on two legs, but I'll still have that look of a dog, basically. So it varies. So you mentioned earlier, like a, a mask. Can you kind of describe what that looks like in the tail also? Yeah. So there's two versions of a tail. Um I have both. One is insertable, so it's basically a butt plug that looks like a tail. Um, And then there is a show tail, which is a tail that loops through a belt. So that's more of one that you're going to wear that I wear out in public when I'm at, you know, certain events that I know that I'm not really comfortable with inserting a tail. so, and then we have the, the pup hood or the pup mask, um, which is basically a, a mask, um, which looks like a dog. And there's a couple different kinds and I'm, they come in all kinds of styles and all kinds of like looks. There's real looking dog masks, which are kind of like weird and scary to me. Um, and then you have like another version which is a full head mask so it 
really it looks like one of the like nacho libre masks but in like a dog form and then you have mine which is it has ears it has a snout and but you can still see like the back of my head and you can still see a fair amount of my eyes and it's got a little mouth that moves that I can bite down on the tongue and it, it'll open and close. Um, it's made of neoprene, so it's flexible. The ears move. The The tail is made of rubber. So when, if I'm wearing the butt plug tail, it'll move if I wag. Um, the show tail is kind of harder to like make wag because it is up on like your waist rather than like actually near that the, the butt so i mean and again like like actual dogs these masks and tails come in all sorts of colors all sorts of styles um so it's not just like there's just one color of everything there are pink masks blue masks green ones um it's totally customizable same with like pretty much all the gear that goes into it and where are you able to like purchase the, this kind of stuff so um there are websites and retailers that do specialize in fetish gear and um I think one of the things that a lot of people don't realize about fetish gear is how kind of pricey it actually is. A lot of people think you just go to Spencer's and you get like a couple whips and haha, like you got your, you got some handcuffs. But if you want high quality, good products, people are paying anywhere from $60 for a pair of cuffs to the highest harness. Um, that there is that I know of um, is around $250. So it is pricey and um, you can, people can always go to like off brand places to get anything. But for someone like me, I always want to have, you know, high quality products because in the end, like, it just means more to me to be able to take care of all like my harnesses, my, the pup masks, and just know that these are going to last me a while rather than I might wear these for five or six events. And all of a sudden the like mouth is falling off or like the harness is popping out of place or something like that. So there are pretty, pretty good retailers out there that, people will go to and uh <clears throat> excuse me um so yeah i mean there's there's specialty places that that make this customized stuff for for any kink and any fetish out there right now is this something that you would say you do every day when you get home from work or is this something like is this something that you need to do on a daily basis <clears throat> um no, it's not something I do every single day after work. Um, I'm a normal person. I have friends. I have family. Do they know so about your? This, do they know about this? So no, um, 
no one knows that I'm into this uh, kink and no one knows really anything. I There have been a few instances where something may have slipped or because I play with fire, I do follow like my fetish account with my normal Instagram account. And so there's always that like, both these accounts might get linked up somehow and then suddenly personal friends are going to see this um but again because i'm wearing this like mask it's anonymous so no unless you're like investigating every little aspect in every single picture or and something you're not really going to know it's me no one's going to really know it's me i mean now it's kind of harder because i'm covered in tattoos so but again unless you're investigating all my tattoos and like pin pricking every single one i mean half the time people are just gonna like see something weird and be like i don't want to i don't want any part of this like yeah. this is too, too crazy for me so they're gonna get off it immediately and so are you I mean, worried about people finding out like people close to you or, or family members or do you think it's um, something you'd be able to you know, talk, talk to them about or that they would be open about. So this is a very like interesting question because I think as I've gotten older, obviously when I was younger, I didn't want anyone to find out. I didn't really like, it kind of like made me feel ashamed to like be into this kink. Um, But as I've gotten older and as I've like started like really like exploring myself more um i guess for me now if i if someone found out like maybe like one of my my dad or something or like my close friend i think i could have like an actually mature conversation about it and i don't think i'd be embarrassed anymore by the fact that like this is something that i'm into this is something that's just a part of me now and I don't know so like in the past yes I would have been like terrified it would have been like wow like this is like risky business but now I really don't see an issue with it I think that if someone close to me was to like bring it up and be like hey I saw this like photo floating around and you liked it or something like that i think i'd be able to just handle it on my own and be like hey here's the deal like this is something i'm into i'm not saying you have to be into it i'm not saying you have to accept that i'm into it but just know that this one kink isn't all that i'm about like just remember that i'm still this person at the end of the day like this is just one little part of me so yeah definitely and i think you kind of explaining the difference of being in that headspace kind of makes that point very clear too that it is i won't necessarily say escapism but you know it it is something that you do i guess as sort of an escape or when you're in that headspace it's a very specific thing and it, you did mention briefly in the email i guess just how much it has kind of helped you with things like you mentioned anxiety or past trauma. Can you touch on that a little bit of, you know, what, what about pup play specifically has been able to, uh, you know, help you with things like that? So 
Um, pop play when I first kind of like started doing it. Um, I was always like a very shy person growing up. I really didn't make a lot of new friends. I tried to avoid making new friends. I tried to avoid talking to new people. There was a point that I could never actually like go to Target and go to a cashier because I was had such bad anxiety about it. I was like just interacting with random people was something that I was so terrified by. Um, and then when I joined this community, it was like I had to start interacting with other people because otherwise I was just going to be alone and I was going to have this kink. I was going to be into something by myself. So I had to start pushing myself to interact with other people. I had to start pushing myself to message people first. I had to say, hey, this is so-and-so. Um, and so now, five years later from the start, I am able to actually like get on phone calls with other pups. I'm able to go to events with other pups. I'm able to like socialize with all these people that are into the same thing as me and it's helped me in that aspect but it's also helped me in like my day-to-day -day life like if i couldn't go to these pub events and be comfortable it wouldn't make sense that i could go to like target now and be able to go to a cashier and talk so yeah and i'm, by... I'm reading here too just like when you listed some of the things of like interacting with other pups and handlers like nuzzling barking whining begging belly rubs kisses like to put yourself out there to be doing things like that that's pretty exactly. uh that's pretty much the opposite of you yeah. know being worried about so going to target you'd say that this sort of helped with like a, a social anxiety that you had yeah i think it definitely helped with the social anxiety that I had as a child and as a young teen. Um, but yeah, like if I was going to these places and I was acting like a dog on all fours, it really wouldn't make sense that I couldn't go to Walmart and right, check right. out the cashier. So <laughs> I, it did help me in like both areas of my life when it came to like anxiety, like, so, but <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's super interesting. <laughs> Um, definitely makes sense too. Is there, I guess, what's some of like the biggest misconceptions around this? Cause one thing, and I don't want to like relate it directly to furries, but we have spoken to a furry in the past. And I know with that, the misconception was, are these people like sexualizing animals or these characters? Like, do people think there's an aspect of like, bestiality to it or how does that kind of fit into everything right so when people think of animal role play they usually like put in role play an animal and then they realize it's a human and they're like oh my god this is some sort of like sicko that's out there like touching dogs and horses and stuff like that um but again animal role play is a human taking on the characteristics of an animal um so bestiality is nowhere involved in this kink. It's not, it, like, it just shouldn't come to mind. But unfortunately, because the media uh, sometimes 
finds these like weird fetishes online and then like does articles about them unfortunately they're like posting it for the entire world and the entire world doesn't quite grasp these things yet so the first thing that they see is like some guy dressed as a dog and they're like oh my god he must like have sex with actual dogs and that's like not the case um so yeah the bestiality is definitely the biggest misconception that there is and um i mean it's just like at this point i feel like i just feel like it's so i don't want to say like idiotic but i mean if <laughs> i'm trying to word this correctly right well now. Is, is there a connection to this and your sexual life or are those completely different things so there is an aspect of having sex when in pop space um but again it's with another human being we're just maybe dressed as dogs or um there's we're just wearing like the aesthetics so like a collar or like mitts and and knee pads so there's that um as far as like sexual but other than that i mean it's really i don't know if that answered the question correctly or not but well yeah i guess you're saying like even the sexual aspect it's the human sexual aspect it yeah, just happened to be right yeah 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 no I, th- I think that makes sense and is it like i, I just googled pup play and i see some of the costumes and and the masks and some of the costumes are like intense yeah. full body suits too yeah. um that look yeah like pretty real like you mentioned uh but just even just seeing the pictures it's just so many photos of someone walking around someone on a leash or like a dog you know like begging for a bone or, or getting trained is it a submissive dominant aspect to it is that what you enjoy about it um so there can be a submissive dominant aspect to it it doesn't always have to be like that one of the things that i like is just being able to kind of have that freedom um really you don't ever need to like put sub and dom together when using pet play or Mm. animal role play um that's something that i really don't do um so but there's other pups out there that do have like a sub dominant relationship with their handlers or their master or whoever they're playing with Mm. how often do you say you would you would you know kind of I guess, go to an event or meet up with other pups? Um, So I started going to events. Uh, I'm pretty actually new to events. I started going about two years ago when I was living out in Los Angeles. And that was like the very first time I kind of felt comfortable going. And now I unfortunately live in an area on the East Coast that really doesn't have a lot of the gay scene and also the kind of kink scene. I live pretty much in the middle of nowhere in the woods. 
And so I'd have to go to a major city to really kind of enjoy these events. And that's kind of like one of the downsides right now that I'm having is, unfortunately, I don't get to go to these big extravagant, you know, events that are held for pups and kittens and every kind of like person in the kink world. Um, I'm hopefully going back to the West Coast for a couple days. So I know that there's a weekly one that goes on um, that I'm hoping to get to just so I can have that interaction with former friends and also meet some of the new pups that I've been talking to online that I've met over the course of the time that I've been back here on the East Coast. So really right now I'm kind of just stuck in being by myself, pupping out by myself. Pupping out. Uh, yeah. So it's it's kind of a sucky situation, but hopefully in the long term I will be able to kind of afford uh being able to be back at least near a major city so that way I can get to these events and I can kind of get back into seeing all these puppies again. Right, right. So are there like when you're in that pup headspace, are there things like, are there tricks you want to learn or are there like, like how does it like evolve over time? Like are there new things that you do? I'm, I'm trying to think. Are you territorial or just something of like, in, like, in like, yeah. Like does it evolve the way a dog would kind of like grow up and learn new things or maybe become more obedient and things like that? I, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, so for the territorial, I'm definitely very territorial about my bed. Like, I will decide who gets to come play on the bed with me. Um, otherwise, you're kind of banished to the floor. Um, but as far as, like, learning tricks and everything, for me, I have a couple tricks and a couple like um what are they called like just commands that i know mm. but i don't ever want to evolve into being like totally like sit lie down stay like that i still want to have that like fun essence of like a puppy so right you can't I'll lose your edge for, yeah so like I'll sit for five minutes or not even five minutes for like a second. And then I'm going to be distracted by maybe the ball that's rolling over in the corner. Yeah. So for that, and that's just personally me. There are other pups out there that want to evolve into like a dog um, throughout their, their pup play time. Hmm. But for me, I just always kind of want to stay as that puppy because it's the most fun part. Like I get to run around. I'm like, causing chaos and knocking stuff over and that's what i enjoy so well that's the freedom like you mentioned yeah so as long as i can stay a pup but if you want to teach me to shake okay good luck <laughs> um but so yeah for me i'm definitely there's a few commands that i know and that i will 
kind of obey, but otherwise that's pretty much all I'm going to do. Do you play with dog toys and also do you ever eat dog treats or dog food? Okay. So I don't eat dog food. Um, It's first of all, the smell is just unbelievably not something I ever want to. I hate it so much. Wet (laughs) dog food. Oh, well, that's like, yeah. Like I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to offend puppy food. Yeah. First, but I'm glad you're on the same page. Yeah, no, that that is not going anywhere in me or around me. Um, but there are dog toys that I do play with. Um, usually they're soft because obviously I want to be able to bite into them. I don't want to like lose all my teeth biting into something. Um, so like a soft, squishy, squeaky ball. I have like a couple of those. I have like soft kind of plush toys um and then as far as like treats they're usually like sour patch kids or like teddy grams so it's a it's a human snack but it's a puppy tree mm-hmm. in a sense so yeah i'm also curious about sort of and i might be like reaching here but like actual puppies like when they're mm-hmm. when they're around is there some sort of i don't know is there anything different with you like being a pup sort of or you know and then a puppy's around like is there anything there like would you ever own a puppy or like you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean i would definitely own a puppy um i oh jeez um I mean, as far as, like, having other pups around, it's really just almost, like, going to, like, a dog park, in a sense. Um, So you, like, kind of go into that mode when other puppies are around. Yeah, yeah. It's once I know that there's going to be, like, another pup around, I go into that kind of headspace. Even if it's, like, an actual, like, puppy. Um. No. So actual puppies, um, I haven't had like anyone bring an actual puppy around me. Um, I've walked near a few at like a gay pride parade, actual dogs, and they usually growl at me. So I don't know. I don't think I'd like ever wear full gear next to an actual dog. Um, so would you ever own an actual dog or you would never consider yeah yeah i would definitely own an actual dog but i'm not gonna like ever like put on my full gear next to it because i'm just i've seen the reactions to it and it's just not something and again like that kind of falls into like people might see that or people might hear it and be like oh my god he's gonna like touch the dog and it's like it's really it's not right it's not like I can be a normal human being. I can own an animal and I'm not going to do anything like, so it's kind of like where that falls. <laughs> no. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Is there anything, is there anything we didn't touch on? Um, you know, either about kind of your story personally or, or the community um, as far as you're involved with it, anything else that you'd want to touch on? I mean, I guess I would definitely 
touch on kind of my just a little bit more of my story and like what I've learned being a part of this community. Um, and so being part of this community has not only opened new doors um, for me, um, it's also given me some of the most amazing friendships I think that I've ever had. Uh, it's not just because we share this one similar interest, but it's because we connect on just like a personal level, like outside of our pup selves, we connect so well. And I guess there might be people out there that are going to listen to this podcast and think, okay, maybe I'm into this. Maybe this is something I want to kind of look into for myself maybe my partners kind of had this kink and they're not talking about it um and i just i feel like i should say that there's a whole community out there of human pups and this is not something that you should be ashamed of and just because the media has kind of distorted it or kind of exploited it in like such like an idiotic way that it shouldn't hinder you from wanting to explore this kink this scene basically um and i just want anyone out there to really know like this is a community of like friendship acceptance and understanding and there's no one's going to judge you no why would we like we're literally on dressed as dogs running around on the floor so it's i think really i just want to say to anyone out there like don't be afraid to like explore this is what humans do we are curious about things. We want to learn more about certain things. We want to see what's out there because if you just live in this like little bubble, like how exciting is that going to be in a couple of years? How exciting is that right now? Right. You no. Know? So you're telling basically, so. you know, asking people to kind of, it's in a sense, not follow their dreams, but sort of follow their, whatever makes you happy and just do that. Yeah. What, whatever makes you happy. Like if it's going out and like partying every single weekend until you're like 45, go ahead. Um, if it's getting on the floor and putting on a puppy mask, then that is also fine. It's just literally do whatever makes you happy. And it shouldn't matter just because Steve Harvey says it's ooh, it's creepy or it's weird. So that's very specific. Did Steve Harvey yeah, did say something that? about it? Well, no. I mean, there have been like TV shows and like Dr. <laughs> Drew like reacting right, to right. it. Maybe, so it's just. But again, like, no, just I... don't take <laughs> that media, the art news articles that like over sensationalize it and like the comments that are like oh this is a gateway into bestiality to like heart just just ignore it at this point and just 
let yourself be curious about things. Right. I like it. Be curious. I yeah. agree. Well, we appreciate you coming on tonight and, and talking to us about that. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. No, this was uh, really eye-opening. I also saw you mentioned that you'd be willing to send over a photo of you wearing the the pup mask. Yeah, yeah. I I did offer that. Yeah, definitely open to uh, seeing that. And, I mean, that's something we can share with people as well, if uh, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I could definitely do that. I have pretty modest headshots, so. Awesome. Yeah, would, would definitely love to see that too. But, yeah, really appreciate you coming on and sharing all this. Well, thank you again, you guys, for having me on this podcast. Of course. And All right. All right, have a, all right man. Have a good night. Have, have a good a night. Good one. Bye. Before our final thoughts, we've got some sponsors. Remember, supporting our sponsors helps support the show. So we talked to a lot of different people with different lives on the show, but there is one thing that all of our guests have in common. Do you know what that is, Joe? No. They poop. Well, that's, well, yeah. Everyone poops. <laughs> Everybody poops. Everyone poops. And today, uh, Hello Tushy is sponsoring this episode. It's one of my favorite names for a company ever. Absolutely. Hello Tushy. Hello Tushy. I feel like the word Tushy is underrated. It is. I and, like Tushy. And, and I think we don't always take care of our Tushy the way that we should. Like I said, we all poop, which means a lot of us kind of wipe our butts with dry toilet paper. But does that really remove all of the, you know, the leftovers? You know, it's you know, when I think about it, like I, I forgot who said this to me, but someone was like, if you got poop on your hand, would you just use dry toilet like t- paper to get it off? Or would you like wash your hands? You'd it's wash like, your hands. Like water. That's a fantastic point. Yeah. Because it doesn't, it doesn't get off all of that schmutz, I guess you could call it. And, uh, Hello Tushy is actually a bidet that you can attach to your toilet. So bidets, for some reason, like, I don't know why Americans aren't into bidets. Like I'm they into are the in bidet. Europe. Well, you should be. Yeah. And for people who don't know what that is, you attach it to your uh, toilet bowl and it sprays some water. It sprays the butt. Into the mix. With some clean water. Yeah. Cleans it out. There's it, it, nothing worse than an unclean butt because it gets all like stingy and itchy. Yeah, you don't want to be sitting in with that like bacteria all yeah. day. You know, you want to know that some fresh water cleansed your your bum and removed the poop completely. And we're just being honest here, throwing out words like poop and bum. <laughs> uh, but Hello Tushy will also save you money on toilet paper. You don't need to use toilet paper which means your toilets aren't getting clogged anymore which i hate more than anything and this is spraying you with the same water that you're brushing your teeth with it's not toilet water so don't think this is like recycled water i was actually gonna ask where it came from so it's glad i'm glad it connects to the water supply that's you know behind the toilet right um so you're getting clean with some fresh water Hmm. and apparently i've heard wet wipes are even worse than toilet paper because they can cause anal fissures which uh you just you don't want those yeah you just don't want those i didn't even know that yeah oh you're a baby wiper uh well i mean uh, now i've kind of backed into a corner to admit it yeah 
Well, you're gonna be a Hello Tushy guy. Well, I would, I would love a bidet. <coughs> I would love a bidet, but they just don't make them here for some reason. But this is good. Now, I just got an attachment. Yeah, and a lot of people think they're expensive. Hello Tushy, sixty nine bucks. So you can go to hellotushy.com. You can get ten percent off your order with the promo code OPL. So go to hellotushy.com and use the promo code OPL for ten percent off and keep that tushy clean or you can go to hellotushy.com slash opl spelled h-e-l-l-o-t-u-s-h-y.com slash opl 10 percent off clean that butt all right well there you go human pup i feel like i got my specific questions out about the peeing on the floor thing and i did ask that dog treats dog toys feel like I just black out and like I just have these really specific questions I need yeah, answered. You know, it's always interesting to hear about people's interests, you would say, that are sort of unique, like this one. Um, but they all kind of tie back into, you know, what he was saying at the end there of being like, I'm just into this thing and I'm just going to follow it and I'm just going to do it, you know? And like, it, there's a, cool aspect to that where it's just kind of like dude fuck it like i just i want to be a dog like i'm going to act like a dog yeah and most of these people like if you're following your curiosity it seems to usually lead to a a good place or a place where you're at least happy because if this is something that you truly for sure feel, happy yeah yeah that, that you truly feel this is something i want to do and i want to explore and it, it kind of always ties back to the community i think too that um, it reminds me of the furry episode, which was a while ago at this point, of yeah. just how tight that community was, how many people from all over the world meet each other, how sometimes that community kind of bands together to, to do things. Yeah. Um, so it seems similar. But I don't know. I, like, I've seen photos of this, but I never knew anything. Like, I've seen people being walked around on leashes. That, that was like the extent. I, I, I have never seen anyone being walked around in like a dog costume. Not the full suit. No, but like I've, I've seen like collars and stuff, but it's all like leather, like BDSM bondage type of deal. But I've never seen like dogs. Yeah. You know, well, we got to see that, uh, that photo. Yeah. Definitely got to see that photo. Cause that would be, that would kind of, I guess, help us a little bit more with like imagery. Cause we could Google it and look at some stuff, but and get an idea but yeah but like he said so much of that like i i googled it before and like i saw some of the costumes but again they just all they're like through that lens of like Sex. here's an article that's yeah either making it sexual or like exploiting oh look at this really weird thing right, right, look how right. crazy this couple is um so definitely curious to see his costume and i guess i mean i i wouldn't like crawl around on all fours right now it's just that's never been an interest to me but that like freedom aspect of it like that's hard to deny i guess if if you're able to find or like carve out time in your day where you just feel like you can kind of just let loose like i for me i feel like that's like working out or you've talked about like running a lot too yeah i mean maybe there's a very loose connection i'm making but just that sense of being the loose able connection to, is yeah it's just finding that thing that kind of it's almost therapeutic for you right you know it's like i feel it's not that i have to do this but it's like i just feel better 
want to do it. Yeah, and especially if he's doing that alone, I think that's uh, it's definitely really, really helping him. You know, it's not just for show. It's not just at clubs and everything, like he said. Yeah, absolutely. All yeah. right, well, pups. Right. There's a... another pup in the book, <laughs> as my grandpa used to say. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, but anyway, guys, again, you can follow us on Instagram at OPL podcast. And, uh, you know, you can follow me on social media at Joe Santagato. And if you guys want to have an episode of you, like if you have a story or something you want to share and you think it fits for the podcast and make a good episode, you can reach out to us at OPL show.com slash contact, fill out that form, send it to us, and then we'll kind of go through it. If it works, we'll reach out to you. Yes, and you can find me at Greg Dybeck and follow the show on Twitter at OPL Show. And like I mentioned in the beginning, definitely check out the Patreon page right now if you have any questions for last week's guest. Uh, I have multiple personality disorder. He's in our patron chat, and uh, he'll answer any questions and just kind of chat it up with all the listeners there. So definitely check that out at Patreon dot com slash opl show leave a rating and review and thank you everyone as of this time we have over a thousand ratings we did it and that is all that is all we'll see you guys next time (laughs) 